This episode of Tales of the Voidfair is brought to you by all the awesome patrons over at the Project Derailed Patreon. If you are a fan of this show and all the other podcasts we create here at Project Derailed, you could join this legion of elite champions yourself over at patreon.com slash projectderailed. A single $5 subscription tier gets you access to patron-exclusive channels on our Discord, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast called Derailed Off the Rails. Thank you everyone for your support. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. something in the track to sync to but it's just easier when there's the little i'm recording caught at the beginning you're such a pro nick i've been do- we've been doing this for four years <laughs> i know it's not fucking wild yeah, yeah. god <laughs> it's so weird it's, yeah it's almost four years exactly because we started planning and recording voidfarer in spring of 19 wow you know? and then it didn't actually release until october of 19 wow but <sighs> yeah so Holy wild. hell. Yeah. <laughs> and there's still a lot to go in the, yeah. the, the adventure I have planned. <laughs> Four more years. Four more, <laughs> more years. <laughs> we're going to finish this when we're all like 60. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. I think the, the story is going to start ramping up here as the stakes ever increase. So we'll see. Right, I believe you. We got the whole thing with the sovereign mind and the squids, and that's not going away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what if we ask them nicely, though? You could try. I'm not going to tell you you can't. I, don't, I can't guarantee it'll work. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, why don't we uh, hop back into things? And uh, you could give that strategy a try here, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this episode is going to be, finding the sovereign mind and asking them really nicely to cut it out. Yeah. Hey, stop it. I mean, where we left off, you did just see that Ravnus's sword is glowing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This sword is going to get us into so much trouble. (laughs) Certainly will. This is the fucking sword of misadventure. I gave you guys a bad guy detector. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh Oh, and we still have the sword. Ravnus is off doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, Ravnus doesn't know. Ravnus went off to do her own stuff. She yeah. was getting uh she was getting threatened by the Getsurai. Yeah. <laughs> uh you are not welcome here, daughter of Blacketh. Oops. <laughs> that was a fun scene. Alrighty. So when we last left off, you guys were running around a deer anchorage and it was a little bit chaotic because you discovered that turns out the father of the proprietor of Flute Gadgets, Fine Gadgets, is in fact now a mini mind flare. <laughs> the old gnome Stubbins Flute Gadget that you first met back on the Stoic Gondolier, who was ill at the time, and his one grandson, both ill at the time, are now both some form of mind flare. Although curiously, he appears to have retained his 
memory and personality, which, as Marco knows, with his knowledge of how mind flayers work, is not usually the case. Ravnus tried to murder him anyway and was stopped by her party mates and unarmed. <laughs> and to cope and blow off steam to some degree, I imagine uh, she decided to help out Ezerath with the current issue and head off to investigate what the, the Githzerai temple that recently opened here on Adir Anchorage was up to. Meanwhile, Marco, Flapwing, and Hannah were on their way back to Kandori's cradle with all of Ravnus's stuff. And that is when Marco, right in the middle of the mooring ward, crowd of people walking all around, the sword pulls slightly out of the sheath, and you see that it is here in this moment, glowing purple. And that's where we'll pick things up. Oh. Um, I will look over to uh, Flapwing and... Um, show the sword to him. Um, I'm going to like my eyes are gonna get wide. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, we can't be hasty, right? I mean, that got us in trouble once before. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could be another instance of a failed ceremorphosis. Okay. You say that, and you notice that the crowd, uh, just the normal crowd on the street, is starting to give you guys a wider berth. Not even, like, noticing you. They just start, like, as they're walking down the street, like, diverge, leaving uh, several feet to either side, and then reconverge to the other side. Like, the flow of foot traffic is now parting around you in, like, a bubble, but they don't even seem to acknowledge that you're there. And that's when you realize there's a seven-foot figure standing behind you, Marco. I, I look up, obviously. You see a face full of tentacles. No! <sighs> Jesus. And the three of you here in your brain. Wait, wait, wait. Is this three of us, like, three of them there? Like, Ravnus doesn't hear this? Ravnus does not hear this. Ravnus okay. is not there. Just checking. Yes. it's it, That's an important thing to check. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, wait, what do you mean by three uh -huh. of them? <laughs> yeah. I will note this, Marco, because you did see the Mind Flayers back on Adilfos. This one looks different. It's a little bit taller. It has more than four tentacles, and those tentacles are much longer. And you guys here in your brain, I have seized this opportunity to speak to you while your violence happy friend is unarmed and elsewhere. You... And, like, you get the impression, Flapwing, that he's talking to you even though there's, like, no somatic indication. It's uh -huh. like you just recognize that pronoun as re referencing you. Sure. You are without your firearm. And if I have calculated correctly, you two have enough sense to refrain from unleashing your magic upon an, a hapless bystander in such a public place. Because I wish only to have a civilized conversation. Um, I put my hand on the hilt of my gambler's blade, um, but I say, uh, why, why can nobody see, why can nobody see you? What, what's, are, are, are you the sovereign mind? How very astute of you. Like you're the, you're the sovereign mind? In a matter of speaking, you see, all of the individual units within my control are, in a sense, the sovereign mind. I am just simply using this vessel from which to speak to you. It is a much more reliable method than the method we used previously, he says to you, Marco. Yes. Um, turning now to, like, yeah, like, you know, full-on, like, face him, you know, face-to-face. -face. 
So, I have to ask, what is the, why is this happening? I admit, I find you and your associates intriguing. It is a long time since I've been surprised. Although do not flatter yourself, you are no threat to me any more than an ant is a threat to a dragon. But you are something I have not accounted for. Tell me, to which entity do you serve? Because you are certainly not acting independently. We don't... We don't serve anybody. Doubtful. And even if we did, why would we tell you here on the middle of a street? He glances at Hannah and says, You have an interesting tattoo. I presume that is the source for the reason that my influence evades you. Though I sense it is different than you two and your friend. Hannah doesn't say anything. What? Hannah has a face tattoo, by the way. Yeah. Like, it almost looks like tiger stripes around her one eye. Oh, I've forgotten about that. Okay, so so why are we intriguing to you? What, what, could, what could we possibly do that has any effect on you? Aren't you some cosmic entity? I have the power to make people see what I want them to see and remember what I want them to remember. This, very recently, no longer affects you and your friends. That is intriguing to me. I'm not excluding you from the effect that is affecting everyone else walking past us this day. You are simply immune. And that fascinates me. Um, God. This conversation is quite intriguing, but why are you doing all of this? Why are you blocking everyone's sight of you? I mean, is this a quest for galactic domination? Like, what's what's your play here? It's, it seems odd, and even more odd that you're now talking to us as we have intrigued you. You have discovered me. There's no more reason for me to hide from you. Though, it is still quite to my benefit to remain unknown to the general masses. So, so what's what's the plan? Are you... Are you going to dissect us and, and figure out what makes us different and and why our brains don't pick you up like everybody else's does? I don't think we need to take any such drastic actions. I just simply wish to talk. You have gotten your abilities from some source, some patron, I presume, and I just merely wish to know who that is. Hmm. I mean, I, I like look at Marco and I say, to be honest, I mean, we're not even super familiar with him. Him. Interesting. Um, he looks like, I, I'm, I want to roll an insight check, actually. Like, is, um, is this guy fishing for, like, the information to, like, better destroy us or something like that? Yeah, go ahead and make an insight. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so that is a dirty 20. Yeah, um, he's definitely fishing for information, but you're not quite sure if it's to better destroy you. He, actually, to the contrary, it, he does not seem actually threatened by you. He seems to have a almost inquisitive interest in who you are and why you can do what you can do, almost in the same way of like a a computer programmer looking for a bug that shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he's had a plan, and you guys were not in it. 
and that doesn't happen often and he wants to know why and how it's a curiosity so i think i would say with that um i'll say all right um quid pro quo then you have information we want and we have information you want so if you want to know how we got these powers um tell us a little bit more about your plans <laughs> it's unsettling to see this a mind flayer entity smile because it doesn't have a traditional mouth but you almost get that impression but he says perhaps some arrangement could be made though my plans are of no interest to you say in fact if I am correct in my calculations, my plans are not inherently different than your own personal goals as a seeker. Okay, so you seek knowledge. Precisely. I seek all the knowledge. Being the type of entity that you are, I would think that you basically know everything there is to know about this galaxy. Hardly. But I will. I look to Flapwing, um... And I, we can communicate right through our telepathic signal. You can. Um, that would be heard by Ravness. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to kind of like look to Flapwing with a kind of like, what What do you have? Because I'm kind of out of ideas right now. A look or are you using the telepathic bond? Um, a look. Hmm. Yeah. Should I roll insight on whether that's <laughs> communicated to me or not? <laughs> no, no, I think you could get it. It's it's like a a shrug and raised eyebrows sort of gesture. I think it's pretty universal. Yeah. yeah. Uh okay. Um I like like grimace a little bit and then I'm like um okay, so 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 sum this all up, Mr. Mind. Like what is this meeting about? Did you just want to come see us like we're uh, like like we're an exhibit in in a zoo? Not exactly. It was a meeting of opportunity. I seized an opening to have this conversation in a moment with the least likely chance of causing a scene. Okay. Well, well you saw us. So so goodbye. I was like, "Hold one second. No, Marco. Why are we giving him more opportunity? We don't know. We don't know what data he's collecting right now. He could be in our minds right now. I like start to pull the sword <laughs> out a little bit, and I'm like, "This is something we should have Ravnus around for." If your friend was around, she would not hesitate to attack. And all of these people, he says, gesturing to just the crowd that's continuing to move by, just ignoring this conversation, parting itself in almost a perfect circle bubble around this conversation. Mm -hmm. He says, we'll suddenly see you attack an old woman simply waiting for her son to arrive at the docks. Well, we're already like wanted pirates, so, 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 so it barely matters anyway. You don't actually believe that. You don't actually believe the result of such crass actions would leave you no worse off. I, like, scrunch up my face, obviously <laughs> knowing he's right. 
Sovereign Mind, I'm going to ask a very blunt question, because at the end of the day, we are under the impression that your goal is the eradication of this society in some way, shape, or form. If we were at least a little more familiar with what your actual goal is, aside from the collection of knowledge and an assertion that you're not going to bring our civilization harm, we might be more willing just to let you go and not even bother you again. Wise words. You're not the first to make them. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not wish for the eradication of your society or people. I simply wish to know all that there is to know. I cannot say that the pursuit of this goal will not bring with it changes to the multiverse as you know it. But just know that such changes is not my primary goal. Okay. Can you tell us your primary goal? That would make us feel a lot better about whatever <laughs> you're doing. I have to know all that there is to know. Oh, okay. Well, I think that doesn't seem so bad. No, that, that seems okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the case. The fact that you don't know a lot about the four of us, Ravnus included, and where we got our powers or how it has happened leaves an air of mystery, sir. So I think that I am with my friend now, and we will bid you a good day, and probably our paths will cross again. They certainly will. This vessel will be at the gala that at least some of your number will be at. If I squint really hard, can I see the old woman projection behind no. the... Uh, okay. You know, because it's not an illusion. It's just people's memory being right, modified right, right. in real time, basically. Which right. you are immune to, so you don't see anything. You just yeah. see this seven and a half foot, nearly eight foot tall squid-faced creature. <laughs> okay. Um, but he says, um, this vessel will be in attendance at the gala. If your friend will be there, I suspect it might be prudent to take precautions as to not make a scene for the benefit of all parties involved. And he turns to begin walking away. And you see, like, the, the crowd part around him in the same sized bubble as he moves. But as he moves away from you, the crowd, like, reconverges to walk past you in a normal way. Not giving you any sort of extra birth. <sighs> okay. Um. Well. Whew. Deep breath, right? That was, that was... That was something. <sighs> yes. Hannah looks pale white. <laughs> I, Hannah, are you okay? I'm good. That was unsettling as fuck. Um, what did you get me involved with? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and you see her kind of like she's absorbed in thought and she kind of reaches up and touches her tattoo on her face for a second and kind of like shudders visibly and 
takes a breath and goes, all right, I'm good. What What now? What? What is that? It was a gift from my patron. Didn't think it would be radiate any sort of weirdness that something like that could detect. Wait, patron? You became a warlock? Yeah. You um, sound kind of bummed about it. <laughs> it was out of necessity. Oh. It's, the details aren't super, super important. I'll, Marco, I'll tell you about it at some point. I'm sure. Um, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna have to compartmentalize that one. Um, let's first get out of the middle of the road, I guess. Uh, sure. Yeah, good idea. Okay. Um, alright, qu- question number one. Do we tell Ravness about this? I mean, if we tell her that that there's going to be the Sovereign Mind, or at least one of his, uh, I don't know, heralds at the ball, then that's going to be an affair. I mean, that's going to be something that we're going to have to deal with, right? Most certainly, and I mean, that's something, well, I, I hate to say it, Flapwing, but that's something that you are going to have to deal with. Oh, Remember, Han- yeah. Hannah Scuttlebutt and I have to go break into right. a very important place. Okay, um, but like, he's obviously bad. But follow me here. I, I, I can't quite figure out how. I mean, he's 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 in search <laughs> of knowledge, right? But like, <laughs> is that that's is that bad? That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> in a manner of speaking kind of Thanos had the right idea yeah. <laughs> Marco is also bad by this line <laughs> we must kill Marco it's yeah. the only solution uh, like, <laughs> uh, Marco make, make me just a, a blanket intelligence check if you will okay. um, that's another dirty 20 yeah um, so while, while Flapweek Flap Flapbeak. While Flapwing <laughs> has a point, like just the pursuit of knowledge is fine, but you realize that there is a slightly sinister connotation to wanting to know absolutely everything. True omniscience would require him to know the contents of everyone in the multiverse's mind at any given moment. And to achieve that might be detrimental to those minds. <laughs> sure. So, um,. I'll translate into Marcoese. Um, <laughs> says, well, uh, all things considered, he wants to know everything, right? Right. So everything includes everything. Eloquently put, Marco, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this rock, that building, what your first love was, what my first exam was like, what the secrets of the multiverse, literally everything. So... All things considered, I mean, he would have to invade the minds to understand true omniscience. That's something that not even the gods have. Why not kill us? I mean, he was behind us, and he's seven feet tall, and it's just like, if you want to know everything and you can't know us, why not just take us out of the equation? I guess it's still something intriguing, you know? How are we actually able to, you know, evade him now? But if I, if I really am 
you know, in, in, in pursuit of all the knowledge, and I know there's knowledge that I can't have, well, I'd rather just burn that library down than, than just look at it fondly from a distance, right? I'm, I'm glad he's not thinking like you right now. Well, I mean, me too. <laughs> um, but the idea is sound. I guess maybe he's more interested in what he could learn from our existence than to kill us and just assume that the knowledge is gone forever. I'm not sure, honestly. I mean, you talk to the guy. Uh, right. Okay. Like, yeah. Obtuse. Irritating. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Um. And, and with your dirty 20, Marco, in addition to that, um, it's also worth noting that he commands an entire legion of mind flayers which need to consume humanoid brains just to exist. So there's also that. <laughs> okay. And also, yeah, he, you know, mind flares need to feed, and well, I guess you need cattle, so that's probably not the best thought process. Right. So, on the one end, we'll always be around. On the other end, we might just be cows for farming. <sighs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Um, okay. So, I'm gonna tell her. I think that's the right decision. I I agree. It's not like Ravnus can go slicing down everybody into Deer Anchorage hoping to get the right one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not with that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think I was going to say. I think she might be able to. <laughs> like, like, um, yeah, no, it's the right thing to do. And, um, I, I guess just try to make sure she doesn't kill everybody at the ball. Right. Okay. All right. Well... That's good. I'll I'll do that. Oh boy. I was just uh I was just distinctly reminded of uh Fables Around the Table Firelight, uh a Camp Marigold episode where it's like you can't cut down every tree and Buckeye's just like, Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to Fables Around the Table. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> That's where you're wrong, Bucko. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was allowed one piece of contraband and chainsaw seemed like a good one. <laughs> Classic contraband. Oh, righty. So are you guys contacting Ravnus now or are you just kind of waiting to regroup at Kandori's Cradle? What's the what's the plan? I think waiting to regroup makes the most sense. Yeah. All right. Ravnus. Mm-hmm. You just left the Gith Zarai Temple. To the sanctum of Zerthamon. Uh, where are you going? Um, I think that she was going back to the ship and or looking for um why do I forget her name every episode? Ezerath. Ezerath, yeah. That's her your bad girlfriend. girlfriend, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh she's going back to the ship and sort of hoping Ezerath will be there so she can fill her in. Or wait, sure. did she say she was going to... I have Guild's Ward written down, too. Guild's Ward is where the, the temple was. Oh, okay. That's probably why I have it written down. So she's uh, she's going back to the ship. Okay. So to get to the ship, you go through the Kandori's Cradle. So you head your way back down to the Mooring Ward and enter, and Flapwing, Marco, and Hannah are in there. So you guys see Ravnus enter probably about... 20, 30 minutes after you guys get there. Uh, hey, Rav. Can I have my things back? Yes. 
Ravnus, make an insight check. Because <laughs> I imagine that the rest of the group is probably visibly shaken to yes, some degree. <laughs> certainly. Yeah, but she's not so good at that. We'll see. That's a four. Yeah, yeah. No, everything's very, fine. She's not the most perceptive person. If anything, they're nervous about what you're going to do to them because they took your yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they sense. took her stuff and said she couldn't kill a mind player. Of course they're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, of, of course we have your stuff. Yes, it's right here. Yep. Um, here you go. Thanks. And she starts putting it all back on. Sure. Hey, um, speaking of swords, um, so, and I, like, look back and forth, <laughs> like, from, you know, Marcus, or Marcus, Marco to Hannah. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus is a completely different person. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> um, um so, um, we kind of, we may we like we ran we ran into the so, the sovereign mind today. Um, Her eyes narrow, and she's like, <laughs> "Did you kill it?" Well, no, no. So we, it, it wasn't. We it didn't was, have the opportunity. Right. Yes. Also that, and it wasn't really him. Him. It, it was. It was like a, uh, you know, an avatar of him. Was it the gnome? No. 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 Ravenous. <laughs> The gnome, the gnome was the, unimportant, Ravnus. The gnome. You need to get over the gnome, Ravnus. You have this unhealthy fixation. <laughs> he um, ambushed us in the streets to have a conversation about how much we intrigue him and also mentioned that wanted an opportunity to see us without you because he knew that the conversation wouldn't happen if you were there. That's true. And also warned us that if we were to use magic or if um, Flapwing were to use his weapons, we would be firing into a crowd of innocent people. Um, that would have ended badly. He was... So where is it now? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, well, it is going to be at the ball tonight. So, that's Not something. Tonight. Or when it was it? Still. A couple days. Okay. It's, this is still the day you guys got here. Jesus, okay. <laughs> it's been a very eventful day. <laughs> okay. It's still, it's still like two days off. Okay. Um, But, you know, we don't know what it's going to look like or who it's going to be. And so we're going to have to, you know, kind of be chill about it. Not chill. Does this make sense? Why do we have to be chill about it? Well... Ravnus, you can't just, like, go hacking and slashing into the ball. That could be bad. It could also be bad to let the Sovereign Mind take over the entire universe. So you're going to kill everybody at the ball or what, Ravnus? That actually just posed another question in my mind. Oh, are you all allowed to have weapons at this thing? I, I mean, I, I, mine are concealable. I, I don't know about Ravnus's, but, but that's not the point. I mean, the what? point the point is that, you know, we, we even if we kill it, it's an avatar. I mean, it's not the thing itself. It's just like a tendril that, that, that reaches out. It's part of its, you know, a greater being, I guess. Does that make sense? 
She thinks about that and then looks at Marco and says, what's the plan then? How do we stop it if we can't just kill whatever its tendril is? Well, Flapwing has a point. It's a hive mind, so we'd have to kill the hive mind itself. Obviously, that's not here, but there's obviously... There's obviously the illithids of some kind here that we could at least dispense of and make Nidir Anchorage, um... Well, I don't want to say safe, but I guess safer from them. So how do we do that if not kill its tendril at the ball? Well, I think the idea would be maybe if we have to kill the tendril at the ball, and by we, I mean you two, um... The idea would probably be to bring to conceal weapons into the party, find out which one is actually the illithid in question, and kill it in private. But why would we have to do that? I, I still don't quite understand. I can see Ravnus's point here. The If there is an illithid that exists here that actually is and not the gnome failed seramorphosis, that poses a problem to everybody here. So... There is a logic to getting rid of it. Okay. Not saying you all have to. Just saying, you know. Well, I think we have to. Yeah, but, I mean, if we have to, then isn't there a bigger problem in general? I mean, how did it get here? Can it take over anyone or anything? Would would killing just one part of it even solve anything? If, if, if we don't kill its means of transport, then, like, you know, what's the point? Couldn't it just come back? Can I make a Arcana check or anything like that? Yeah, go ahead and make an Arcana check. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, well, a ten. Yeah. Um. So you know that like the the individual you spoke to was not like specifically an avatar of the Sovereign Mind. It's just that all of the individual mind flayers in the Sovereign Mind's colony are one part of a hive mind where like the sovereign mind is kind of present in all individuals to some degree it can take more direct control when it wants to and killing that one individual is no different than just killing a random mind flare and if the sovereign mind wanted a personal emissary there it'll send another one and it's not going to be any different but the, it is worth noting that that particular mind flare that you spoke to did seem like it was a more powerful variation than the common mind flare. Um, exactly what that is called with only a 10 arcana check escapes you in this moment. Can, can I make a check to find out? I don't have as much information as they do, though. You haven't yet been told that the mind flare they spoke to was different in any way than a normal mind flare. That's fair. Well, I'm about to get to that cuz um yeah, I'll let you I'll let you make a check when when it becomes relevant, Ravnus. Okay. So, Marco is going to say at the end of the day getting rid of it's somewhat negligible. We're not actually going to make even a dent in this thing's power, but at the same time too, this mind flare was massive. It was huge. And dealing with that is certainly a safer Nadir Anchorage than having a exceptionally larger, more powerful Mind Flayer that could easily just overpower, kill, and also potentially make more Mind Flayers if it uses the Ceramorphosis technique with the Tadpoles. Okay, now, Ravnus, you can make <laughs> a right. check. You can make it with advantage because Mind Flayers. Ooh. 
That is a 22. Sure. Um, yeah, if what Marco is saying is correct and it's a more seemingly more powerful mind flayer than a common variety mind flayer, it may be a, a Eulatharid, which is kind of like the middle phase between a mind flayer becoming another elder brain. But Eulatharids tend to be like the lieutenants of the elder brain of a colony. Was it a Eulatharid? Would that pop anything in my mind? Um, yeah, the, the name seems vaguely familiar when she says it, and uh, that does sound right to you, Marco. Yeah, I would say it probably is one. Um, I wasn't thinking at the time, but yeah, that makes sense. Then I think we should deal with it. If we can deal with it, we can do it your guys' way, where we don't just try everyone at the ball. If we can <laughs> try some sort of espionage and try to get it alone... That at least helps. I mean, whatever espionage we're going to do, it knows who we are. We don't know who it is. So I'm not sure how much we can do. I'm kind of more to side on Ravnus here in this time. It's probably better that we eliminate a lieutenant before it can wreak more havoc on the innocent civilians here. No, I, I know. It's. Uh, I mean, if you guys think it's right, I mean, you know more about this sort of strategy than I do, so I'm on board. I mean, Ravnus... You're going to have to bring your sword in somehow. Did they say whether weapons are allowed at the ball? It was not specified one way or another. Weep. We'll just, we'll put some, I like, pull out some, I don't know. We, we, we'll, we'll glue some gems to it and, and say that it's like a ceremonial <laughs> thing. <laughs> and that you have to have it because you're, I don't know, you're royalty or something. I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. She's your honor guard. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, just pull, like... we'll just pull a Wonder Woman just back of the dress. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> so we'll work it out. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'll be able to bring my shield in, but as long as I have my sword, it's fine. Okay. Ravnus, why is your dress glowing purple? <laughs> <laughs> it's a special effect. Oh. It's like the Met Gala. an <laughs> <laughs> illusion magic. That actually, dress. like... Yeah, in that world, that'd be pretty fucking baller if your dress glowed purple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I think Marco's going to stand up and he's going to take his drink um, and say, I'm going to go and think of some plans and strategies you all can use. I'll, I'll be in my room. Okay. Well, I, I need to go, at the very least, to the, the guns shop and see if my, my gun is done because that'll be easily concealable and I can help out a little bit. Same day. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, you could go pick that up tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll do a little bit of a time jump here. Okay, got you. Um, yeah. If I see the Eulatharid like you two did, though, I'm going to kill it. That's that's fine. I mean, hopefully we're with you so you don't have to handle it alone. All right. As long as no innocents are hurt, I don't care what you do with the thing. I mean, All right. just to let you know, it will look like you are hurting an innocent. It will look like you're murdering somebody's grandma. Well, we already did that, so. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe grandma had it coming. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. That seems perfectly reasonable. She put raisins in the cookies instead of chocolate. Chip. <laughs> <laughs> So I would need to cleave this bitch in twain. Mm. You don't, you don't <laughs> raisin haters. You're the ones I want to cleave in twain. No raisin rules. 
I like oatmeal raisins. Yeah. I don't like being tricked. That's the that's okay. The yeah, Anybody that's who's the tricked is not looking good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to get back to D&D. <laughs> People complain about this. That cannot be real. Nobody's just picking up cookies and shoving them in their mouths. <laughs> you don't know my life. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. That's true. <laughs> Hey everyone, Nick Yurisiva here, your dungeon master and downstairs neighbor. Um, I really don't know what you're doing up there at 3am, but it's gotta stop. Thank you for listening to this fifth episode of Chapter 7 of Tales of the Voidfarer. As always, if you are enjoying Tales of the Voidfarer and all the other content we create here at Project Derailed, we'd be incredibly appreciative if you considered supporting us over on Patreon. With a single $5 subscription tier, get access to patron-exclusive Discord channels, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast where the Derailed team just sits around and chats about whatever. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, but you can always support the show at no cost to you by leaving a review on iTunes or simply spreading the word on social media. And as always, just thanks for listening. Visit patreon.com slash project derailed if you'd like to subscribe. You should give us a follow on social media if you haven't already, at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and at Voidfarer Pod on Twitter. The newest edition of the Project Derailed Podcast family, Into the Scoobyverse, is out now. Join our very own Fiona L.F. Kelly and Roger Page, who played Roxlam in one of the interludes a while back here on Tales of the Voidfarer, as they discuss everything Scooby-Doo. New episodes land on the first and third Thursday of the month. Also, be sure to check out our other new derailed podcast, Cosmere and Coffee. Join Tom, Mike, and myself as we gauge in casual discussion of the interconnected worlds of author Brandon Sanderson. Our discussions continue as we talk about Tress of the Emerald Sea and dig into all of the interesting Raffos and revelations in the most recent spoiler Q&A stream. Catch new episodes every second and fourth Mondays every month. Cape Chronicles Season 2 is fast approaching its conclusion. Tune in to experience all the superhero shenanigans and teenage angst as our good buddy Cliff leads Fiona, Chelsea, Roger, and myself in our ongoing game of Masks A New Generation. Catch new episodes of Cape Chronicles the first and third Wednesday every month. Spooky mysteries abound in fables around the table, greetings from hell. Fiona GMs an intriguing tale set in the small industrial town of Hell, Michigan, as our friends Caitlin, Roger, Annie, M, and Cliff navigate high school and some strange happenings around town in this kids-on-bikes adventure. New episodes of Fables Around the Table land on the second and fourth Wednesday every month. Come hang out with us on the Project Derailed Community Discord, where we are always hanging out, sharing memes, and playing games. Head to projectderailed.com discord to join in on the fun. Theme song and other original music by Tom Gothwaite with additional music by purple-planet.com. The next episode of Tales of the Voidfarer will land on Tuesday, April 4th. See you then. So you guys uh, go your separate ways and head to your uh, accommodations. 
for the evening, whether you're preferring to go down and sleep in your hammock aboard the Voidfarer or getting a a room here at Kandori's Cradle, um, which is complimentary to the Voidfarer. Like, Voidfarer, like, basically owns this establishment, at least partially. So, yeah, you can easily have your own room here if you prefer. Ravness, are you getting a room here or are you going to back down to the ship? Um, She's probably going back down to the ship because... She did just try to kill that little gnome man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To stay on the DL a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not like the most, but like she's playing it a little bit closer to the chest than usual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you head back down through the winding tunnels through the Bilge Warrens to uh, Voidfair Cove where the Voidfair is moored. And you walk up the gangplank onto the ship and you see Azarath seeming to struggle to meditate on the bow of the ship in her usual spot, although it seems like she's having trouble focusing. Hi. Ravnus, hi. I went to the sanctum of Zerthamon. Oh, you didn't waste any time? I didn't have anything else to do. Well, what did you learn? It's being run by someone named Vash Krizala. They told me that they were just... (laughs) (laughs) well i guess that that answers your question then they wouldn't tell me much i wouldn't suspect that they would um yeah varsh krizala was my master oh she was the one that gave me specific instructions not to investigate the things happening on the vizier or crossbase in general, for that matter, and I disobeyed her. If she discovers that I'm here, then she will try to send me back to Shrocked Lore. What if you assist in killing a Eulatharlid? There's a Eulatharlid? Where? I'm not sure. Here on Nadir Anchorage. Seems like it. <laughs> well... That wouldn't hurt my reputation. I think we may need some assistance with it. You don't have to tell me twice. Was Ezerath going with them to do the other thing that's not the ball? No. Ezerath wasn't involved with that plan. Okay. Well, Ravnus is taking it upon herself to recruit some people for this. (laughs) (laughs) The next day comes you guys all awaken from your various accommodations and you smell bacon and eggs coming from the ale hall portion of kindori's cradle and ravness does when she eventually makes her way back up (laughs) yeah yeah she's looking for her friends yep marco and flapwing yeah yes head downstairs yeah i'd probably be a little bit later okay but yeah uh i'd be there Yep, you guys all eventually reconvene. It appears that Maggie has buffet-style breakfasts like set up on the bar, which is a usual tradition when the Voidfair is in port. And you see that some of the crew are awake. Many will sleep in, and that's normal. But you see uh, Val and Brohane sitting at the bar, just talking lightly with Maggie over their breakfast and morning pints of ale. Okay. Um, I just sort of... Uh, I- are you two already down here? Um, sure. Yeah, why not? Right. Yeah, I'd say I'd be like, sure. huh, like hanging over my plate of eggs, um, holding my head. Yeah. Up. I'm just gonna like find the seat with you guys and like 
All right, we, we, we need to talk strategy here. I was up half the night trying to figure out how we were going to take care of this thing. I mean, Ravenous, I, I'm, I'm really nervous. He looked really powerful. What if just the two of us aren't enough? I already talked to Ezerath about helping us. I think maybe the Sanctum of Zerthamon can be convinced too, if we were able to make it clear to them what we're doing. I figure that I can bring the muscle to it if you guys do the espionage portion. I'm sorry, who's the Sanctum of what? It's the Gisserai Temple that popped up here. Oh. Okay. There's a Gisserai Temple? It's new. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so, wait, remind me again, Nick. Who who amongst us is going to the ball? Just Ravnus and I? The the invitation that you got was, was just, just for you and a plus yeah, one. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, okay. Uh, uh, I mean, as long as we can smuggle stuff in, I guess that's fine. I figure if it's just a ball, it shouldn't be the hardest to sneak some other people in. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Okay. Well, so how do Why we? Why are all these gif here? <laughs> <laughs> but how do we, how do we how do we do that? Oh, maybe like maybe we like put her in a big box and say that she's a, a present for the host, and then she can like <laughs> climb out of it once she's in the gift room. You. Yes. Uh, never mind. No, 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 no. I want to hear this. <laughs> like he's got to stop and looks because you mean like the strippers that come out of the cake? Hmm. <laughs> Just like that. That's how we get you in, Marco. <laughs> Marco, how do you know about that? Uh, um, I was told about it. <laughs> how do you know about that? Says Hannah as she sits down. Just, uh, I'm. I'm not a complete shut and I know about it in theory that it exists. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> huh. uh, yes, that that 100% tracks. That classic theory. <laughs> <laughs> Do strippers the, in fact come out of cakes? Uh, <laughs> the stripper cake postulate. <laughs> At that point, uh, you do see um, someone approach the door from the street into Kandori's Cradle, and you look up, um, and you see a uh, green and gold armored elf um, in the style of the Elven Imperial Navy approach and uh, walk, immediately walk up to Val and hand her a scroll, and she kind of rolls her eyes, takes it, and opens it as that messenger leaves. Oh, isn't... um. Oh, it's probably uh, Val's mom again. Oh, yeah. Right. Weird interaction. You don't think <laughs> that she's going to want us to be there this time, do you? Oh, God, I hope not. Um, reading the uh, the missive, what does Val's face look like? She, like, pissed or upset or... She looked annoyed when she first received it, and then as she reads it, um, uh, make an insight check. Sure. Mm. Um, insight. Uh, I got a 13. Not great. Yeah. She like furrows her brow as she scans the missive mm -hmm. and then just kind of like lets out like a, a weird like kind of sigh shrug. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, better than scared or upset. Yeah. Not not scared or upset. Uh, kind of like a, a, a weird, interesting sort of vibe, you know, like wasn't wasn't quite expecting that. Yeah. 
and then she does in fact walk towards you guys. She kind of like looks up and scans the room, sees you guys, and walks over. <laughs> Why? Oh. I immediately like break eye contact and look down at my food. And keep oh God! Fuck. The, te- the teacher's looking at. No, I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> Avoid eye contact. Um, I didn't study for this pop quiz. <laughs> I'm gonna prepare invisibility. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you three. Glad to see you're already awake. Yeah. And Hannah. Yep. We- Hannah has her mouth full of eggs and just kind of like nods, mm-hmm. <laughs> waves. Here we are. She doesn't. She doesn't know Val that well yet. <laughs> um. Yep. Um. Bright and early. Yeah. Well. Um. I might have a. Um, I know you are all on shore leave at the moment, but I, I might have a um, job for us to do. Uh, short, easy one, presumably, but it is from my mother, but she's at least offering to compensate me and the handful of crew that I bring that I trust. Would that be of interest to you? What is it? And I guess, when is it? The it appears the Elven Embassy was attacked recently. Um, an item of particular magical importance was stolen, and my mother, having heard that the Void Affair had returned, um, wished to hire our services to see if we can perhaps get to the bottom of it. Um, I kind of like frown a little bit as I look back and forth, and I say, I, I mean. I mean, you're the boss, but we, we've been, like, you know, uh, busy doing shore leave stuff, right? Like, shore leave stuff and, like, nod to the others. Val, Val will say, totally understandable. This is 100% optional. Um, I wouldn't want to interrupt your shore leave if uh, you wish to enjoy it. But I don't imagine this should take, hopefully, not longer than a day or two. Um, Ravnus, this rings a little bit of a bell, something you hadn't really thought of. Um, but yesterday, the guy you interrogated in the alleyway had said something about an artifact and the embassy job. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, she'll say, um, I did hear something about that, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know if we can really pencil it in, but we can keep an eye out maybe. All right. Well, if you learn anything more, or if you find time to swing by the embassy and perhaps take a look around, um, you'll be compensated if you learn anything that I can report back to my mother. Um. Yeah, if if we have the time, that's that shouldn't be that hard, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, um, I guess we'll take it. When do we have to have it done by? Well. My mother isn't even on the deer at the moment. She's up in the Lorethian. She sent this missive down through emissaries, but presumably you would have until we're scheduled to leave port. Okay, well. Which is still several days away. Yeah. Sounds good, I guess. Yeah, right. no problem. Glad to hear it. Enjoy the rest of your breakfast and let me know if you hear anything. Will do. Um, and she will turn on her heel and head back over to the bar. Was that a good idea? Well, I guess it's still voluntary, and we didn't confer like firmly, you know, agree to it. Right. I guess the worst case is that we just don't do it. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. We can just totally ignore side quests. <laughs> that is one hundred percent possible. <laughs> and um, well, 
I know that you all have to go to the ball, and I have my own thing with Hannah and Scuttlebutt. Um, but beyond that and the trip to the Seekers to talk to Diego, I don't have a lot to do, so I could just stop by the Elven Embassy and, you know, just inquire if that's all the job is. Sure. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Um, Hannah, you want to come with me then? Um, before we go to the, uh, before we, well, let's go to the Seekers first and then we can go afterwards. If sure. you want to go, I mean. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm down for whatever. I didn't have any better plans today. I can also give you a description of the person I stopped. Oh, that would be great. Yes, I, I'm sorry. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably good. That's a good. That's a good thing to give me. <laughs> yeah, and she says what this person looks like. Sure. Um, it, it was a gray-skinned tiefling, tiefling with one broken horn, um, with uh, piercing golden eyes. Yeah, that's pretty unique. Um, she says they ran away from me as soon as I started <laughs> approaching them, so I might do that again. It's the main character of a different RPG. <laughs> that, is, that is not an NPC. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and uh, the other detail that you know, Ravnus, was that he was delivering a message to Simi, who is the, one of the bartenders at the Block and Tackle. Yeah, he was talking to Simi at the Block and Tackle. Maybe you'll find them there. Okay, well, um, that's a exceptionally detailed description, so I can't believe there can't be too many gray-skinned tieflings with broken horns and piercing golden eyes in the Grinch, <laughs> one would think. Well, I guess we already have this half finished, so maybe it wasn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we randomly picked up the the item, the the mission item for this randomly just wandering yeah. through Skyrim. Oh shit! Convenient. Yeah, I'll take this job. Oh, here it is. <laughs> the the lesson that Ravnus learns is she should just chase anyone down who looks remotely <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get that hundred percent completion on a deer anchorage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pick every pocket. <laughs> Smash every vase, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What now? Um Okay. Uh I'm going to go to the gun place. Okay. I gotta get that at least. Um just going off on your own. Uh yeah, I, I mean I assume unless somebody wants to come with. Um, I have some errands to run, um, so I'm going to head out. Bye. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> Bye. All right. Uh, yeah, Flapwing. Okay. So you head uh, winding through the lopsided roads of Nadir Anchorage, uh, climbing your way up to the Guild's Ward, which is one of the highest sections of Nadir Anchorage. It's also the ward that the Salvagers Guild Guild Hall is in and the estate of... Virgil Borescu, the guildmaster himself. And you get to the kind of lopsided metal domed building of the stock and muzzle, seeing the plume of smoke coming from its single smokestack. And you enter. Hello? Hey? One second, hon. Oh. And uh, you you don't see anyone immediately, um, and then you see uh, coming from the like a back room, um, Agni, uh, with her, her like face shield pulled up onto her head, almost like so it looks like a visor. Mm-hmm. The uh, her her flame like uh, hair kind of uh, like licking the side of the mask, uh, and uh, she goes, "Oh, um, remind me." Uh, uh, so the gun, Giuseppe. Uh, yes. Oh. oh, your voice sounds different. 
<laughs> Rip. Uh, yeah, I had a cold last time I was here. A cold. Yeah, yeah, I had the Italian flu. <laughs> oh. But I feel I, I feel much better. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm feeling better now. Thank you though for your concern. I, I rolled I rolled uh, an insight check just for shits and giggles and got a four. So she's like, oh yeah, I heard that's going on. Hell yeah, <laughs> the world's best liar. <laughs> uh, so oh yes, um, your your pistol. Uh, sure. Um, and uh, she she kind of uh, heads back into the back and comes out with a, a box and opens it and um, it this this pistol itself looks. Mm -hmm. the same except it looks like some components of the, the rotating chamber the four chambered rotating magazine have been replaced okay and now there are runes that like big blocky like giant script runes etched along each of the four chambers one uh, giant killer upgrade um your shots now will deal uh thunder damage and uh, have the potential to knock your opponent mac wow this is um this is intense. Thank you. Great. That's fantastic. It's my pleasure. You can come back anytime. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. I uh, I take it and um, I say, hey, actually, just for future reference, can you do more than one enchantment on the same gun? Um, I I could. Um, it might be something where you may have to uh, assign different enchantments to different chambers. Right. Um, if if you wanted additional upgrades, you could take a look at uh, various enchanted ammunition to use on top of the enchantment that I've placed on this particular firearm. Um, okay. Um, sure. I mean, just just out of curiosity for the future. So, um, good to know. Thank you. My pleasure. Come back anytime. Okay, I head on out. So, uh, Ravnus, were you doing anything in particular? Um, I think that she wanted to talk to Hello Dora. I think she wanted to talk to Ezerath again, um, to sort of float the idea of maybe getting the Sanctum involved as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you're kind of just hanging out in Kandori's cradle. Ezerath does uh, emerge. Um, she's she it appears that she has donned a cloak that you haven't seen her worn since back when you first met her on the vizier, and she has the hood pulled up even though she hasn't left Kandori's cradle. Um, it seems she's paranoid by, you know, getting spotted by mm -hmm. someone who might recognize her. What are you wearing? I don't want to get recognized. If they see me, they're gonna send me back to limbo, and that's I don't want to go back there. Yeah. I'm no help to anyone back there. That's true. I did want to ask, though, if you thought it would be a good idea to involve them in the Eulatharlid problem. Uh, she kind of looks at you apprehensively and she says, I don't know if that's a good idea. Why not? It would be more power on our side. And even though they hate me and they're probably pretty mad at you, an illithid. That's true. But I mean, like, I don't know if they would even believe us. Like you said, they have they would not trust you, and I've already betrayed them once. 
That is I, true. I don't disagree that, like, if we could get them on our side, they would be valuable. They've trained their entire lives to fight against mind flayers. Um, also, Ravnus, I don't know if this has occurred to you yet or not, but uh, Ezerath being able to hear you when you tell her about an active mind flayer threat is... Unusual. Yeah. yeah. No, I, ha- I have been thinking about it. <laughs> um... Yeah, that is an extra complication. I think she was sort of like hoping that Ezerath would tell them what was going on and she wouldn't have to say anything. Um, mm-hmm. She's, um, going, she's yeah, go going to say, yeah, they have a lot of tricks up their sleeves. We've been trying to tell you all about this for a while now, but this is the first time you've been able to actually hear us. <laughs> she Did you do for- that weird ritual thing no weird I'm not sure Uh, like I'm not sure what that could be about I wonder if it's something to do with the Shasoku that would be the other thing if they learned that I've potentially joined the Shasoku then they absolutely will not listen to what I have said they see the Shasoku as idealistic heretics that's true. Maybe they should, they're the ones that we should get involved instead. That might be the better idea. Do you have any idea where Rinzar went? No, but I can find him. Let's talk to Rinzar then. And then if we determine we need even extra firepower on our side, we can explore potentially getting the Githzerai involved. That sounds good to me. Um, and then she says, for now, I'm going to keep my head low. That's fine. I know where to find you. She nods and helps herself to an ale. <laughs> and takes a, sit, <laughs> takes a seat in the corner facing outward. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I think let's hop over to Marco and Hannah. All right. Eventually, uh, Cyrus floats his way down and meets up with you and Hannah. What is on the agenda today? In kind of like a little chipper voice. Well, um, we're going to head over to the Seeker Hall. I need to meet one of my associates. Um, I met a couple of, um, a little while back on the Vizier named Diago Vasco. And if we have the time, probably stop by the Elven Embassy and see if we can look into this magical artifact that was stolen. Or, well, the Block and Tackle to, t- to see if we can find out about a, a gray-skinned, golden-eyed tiefling with a broken horn. Interesting. What, um... I, I, I suppose what uh what is the uh what's the top of the list then? Oh, I would think probably we do need to go see Diego. He was talking about me needing to see him the second that I got back to Nadir Anchorage, and um, I also heard that one of the head seekers I'll be on Silk Song retired. So it's a whole thing. Not to mention just to share the information and to you know show you all what Seekers is all about because that you might be interested in it. Yes, I'm absolutely interested. The the Seekers were, in fact, still active even during the time of the Kratorian era, although I presume that they would take quite a different form over the eons. But I, in any case, I'd be interested to see their um, local base of operations. Oh yeah, it's, it's very fascinating. Um, some of the top minds in the entire galaxy are in here, and it's really cool stuff. So yeah, let's um let's head over there first. Sounds good. And Hannah, Hannah will chime in and... Uh, in agreement as well and the three of you head that way 
you, Hannah, and Cyrus head out of here up to the Gills Ward. Now, you know that uh, both the Seekers Enclave and the Embassy of the Elven Imperial Navy are both up in the Gills Ward, so it makes sense to be able to hit one and then the other. So you head to the Seekers first, if I understand the plan correctly. And you enter, and uh, there's, like, as I described before, there's, like, a little bit of, like, a reception area, like, an antechamber before, like, you head into, like, the proper halls of information and, like, research rooms and, you know, the, the council chamber where the Council of the Seekers met with you for the first time. And uh, you see Roddix there, the uh, bronze-scaled dragonborn that you first met way back on the Stoke Gondolier. Oh, Marco, long time no see. How was your trip to... Adilfos. Quite um, eventful, I would say. Um, everything is completely frozen. Um, really? Yes, the entire library of giant frozen waterfall. Apparently, the entire world's going through a, a new ice age. Fascinating. I suppose that is possible given how much time has passed since the uh, height of the Kratorian Empire. Oh, of course. I mean, you would think. I mean, natural cycles and all that. Oh, um, allow me to introduce you to my associates. So this is Hannah, and Hannah is actually from where I'm from, back on Toril. It's a pleasure to meet you. And this is Roddix. We, you know, met on the Stoic Gondolier, and he's been a constant presence in my life ever since. Yeah, Roddix will take her hand and goes, It is a pleasure to meet you, Hannah. A friend of Marco's is a friend of mine. And, um, well, it's a long story on the other one, but this is uh, my other associate, uh, Cyrus. Yeah, upon being introduced, uh, Cyrus conjures the illusion of his elven form around the rotating drone and says, I wish it was under better circumstances, but it is a pleasure to meet you as well. And Roddix looks a little confused, having seen this like glowing floating orb come in and now like projecting an obvious illusion of this elven individual. And he goes, um, yes, a pleasure to meet you. Um, who exactly is this Marco? Oh, um, well... It's a long story, but to get the most brief notes version of it, um, I found a ring of mind shielding while I was on the planet of Vizier along with Diego. Um, it turns out that there was actually a soul within the ring, um, and that was Cyrus. Um, Cyrus was um, an elven seeker and um, adventurer who passed away while on Vizier back in the time of the Kratorian Empire. Not a seeker, per se, but uh, a rift century. Mine and my order patrolled uh, incursions from other planes, as was quite common here in Crot Space during the age of the Kratorian Empire. Yes, yes. Roddix's eyes go wide. <laughs> we were able to actually get the body here um, with a nifty little device, um, essentially like an, a device that's used for librarians in a, in a, in a Dilphos. Not only a preserved mind and soul of a Kratorian that lived during that age, but a piece of Kratorian technology as well. Marco, this is quite the find, and it's a pleasure to meet you, Cyrus, right? And, and Cyrus, is a, the illusion of Cyrus will not, and goes, that is correct. Well, I have a great many questions that I look forward to asking you if you could spare the time to humor me. I think that can be accommodated, yes. Before that, though, um... Do you know where Diego is? I I got a missive from him um, asking to see me. Oh, yes. Uh, here. Uh, follow me. I will uh, take you to him. He was awaiting your arrival. Oh, fantastic. Um, But yeah, um, yeah, I met Cyrus here. It's been a fascinating time. Has a lot of amazing information. Um, Assumedly, probably, <laughs> uh, looks over to Cyrus. I really hope that you're not uh, hassled too much for interviews and whatnot, but um, almost everybody here 
studies the Kratorian Empire in some way, shape, or form, so you have information that they just simply don't have. Well, I am happy to share. Um, and, I mean, obviously in my interest to eventually perhaps find a way for me to regain a more um, conventional corporeal form, and perhaps the Seekers here would be able to maybe accommodate me in achieving that goal. And Roddix ponders that and goes, we could probably um, discuss that. Um, I'm sure there are some methods that we might be able to uh, uh, make use of with the combined knowledge of the Seekers here. Do we have anybody in the necromancy department that could maybe assist? That seems to be right up their alley. Took you know. <laughs> Roddix will say, um, well, uh, Thalra does dabble in such unsavory uses of magic. Uh, there may be perhaps something in that field, but uh, there's there may very well be other options as well. We'll have to weigh those options and figure out the best course of action. No, of course. Well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, just think, Sire, she might actually be able to get your body back and uh, not be a floating orb. I look forward to it. You guys are all walking and talking at this point, and uh, Roddix uh, leads you back to an office that's not far from Roddix's office, which you've been in before. And you see in this office is cluttered like most of the offices in the Seekers. It appears the Seekers attract a type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and not only is it uh, like bookshelves stacked with uh, dusty tomes and scrolls and stuff, but there's also uh, a number of like archaeological gear that are just kind of like tossed in a corner and around and stuff. And you see Diego sitting in his wheelchair behind a desk, kind of jotting stuff down into a journal. And he looks up and goes, Oh, Marco, glad to see you finally made your way back here. Oh, yes, of course, Diego. It's good to see you again. And I go to shake his hand. Yeah, he'll wheel his wheelchair out from around the desk and lean forward and shake hand as well. And you brought some friends? Oh, yes. Um, okay, so these are my um, friends and associates. Um, start off, this is Hannah. Um, she was actually uh, one of my cohort on Toral, who was able to make the journey as well. And uh, it now stands before you. Um and this one, which will require a little more explanation, is Cyrus. And I imagine you give him the same explanation you gave Roddix. We don't need to rehash it. Yeah. <laughs> and I give I give the, the same explanation. Rift Century, you know, yeah. uh, Vizier, Adelphos. Right. Diego is going to say, well, you've been quite busy. And it's always a pleasure to meet fellow scholars, he says in the direction of Hannah and Cyrus. Uh, and then he adds a similar sentiment to what Roddix has said towards Cyrus. Like, we would be most interested in any information that you can impart upon us regarding the Kratorian Empire and your order. And Cyrus is, again, you know, more than happy to comply with that. But then Diego turns his attention back to you, Marco, and says, as I mentioned in the message, um, we ran into your uh, a friend of yours, uh, Squedigo the uh, Tortle. Oh, yes, Squiddy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, um... Met, met on Adilphos, was wearing the uh, the helm of teleportation. Um, right. Fascinating person. Yes, um, for sure. Uh, he, he was kind enough to return that to us. Um, there was a little bit of a misunderstanding because it would appear that the agreement that he made with Albion was not one the rest of the council was aware of. Um, I was actually about to ask that, so I don't mean to get sidetracked, but I heard that um, Albion uh, retired and, and stepped away from the guild. I mean, it's uh, semi-congratulations, but I thought that also, with all due respect, Albion was a little on the young side to be, you know, retiring. 
Yes, yes. Um, we are um, very um, saddened at his leaving, but he always was a free spirit. And I think just life in a study behind a desk and in front of books just didn't suit him. Oh, well. Marco, you can make an insight check. Okay. Eh, um, 13. Yeah, uh, I mean, the explanation that he gives makes sense, but something something wrinkles your brain a little about it. Uh, something doesn't seem quite right. It almost seems like too clean an explanation. Um, I think I, yeah, I think, I think Marco's going to try to pry a bit. Um, so Marco's going to say, um, don't, uh, I don't mean to question any sincerity or anything, but I mean, the Seekers, you know, we pretty much allow for some level of freedom of movement and whatnot. It wouldn't be that hard to carry on. So I'm sorry, but uh, something seems a little more, a little off there. It, was he a, a depressed or upset? I, I'm, I personally don't have the uh, specific details. Um, I wasn't privy to specific conversations that happened between Albion and the rest of the council, Thora and Fendar. Um, but I mean, it just seemed that uh, he was not particularly satisfied with his his life here as a seeker and um, chose to, uh, I guess, settle down with his husband. And um, I mean, all the more power to him. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, this life isn't for everyone. Understandable. Um Either way, um, you know, if you see Albion, you're more likely to see him than I am. Um, you know, send him my best wishes. I shall certainly do that if I hear from him. Um, but on that note, um, yeah, we were talking about Squiddy. Um, Squiddy came back with information and it required the missive to be sent to me. Yeah, um, he just simply asked that we check in. And uh, did he give you much details on the agreement he had with Albion by chance? Not that there's anything that's really ringing a bell right now. I know that um, he was tasked with dealing with some creature um, that was on the planet and was paid by Albion to, to dispense of the creature. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was an odd little thing, like kind of small, one-eyed. Um... Anothic. Anothic, yes, Anothic. Um, I don't recall seeing any Nothics while I was there, but, I mean, that, that was, to my knowledge, what... Uh, originally brought Squiddy to the place and we ended up dealing with a number of bandits and pirates along the way and also uh, giants and dragons. <laughs> it sounds most exciting. <laughs> it was a time. <laughs> um, yes, that uh, the whole Nothic business was a, uh, a personal interest of Albion's. Um, I'm not... Uh, I don't have a whole lot more information on it, but... Um, I'm just simply curious on um, what uh, Squiddy may have told you. But um, if that is all, then uh, if there's any information that I can provide while you're here, anything of assistance that you might need in your uh, personal research or travels. So, well, not that I could think of. Um, Squiddy was very helpful during the time. Um, helped me actually get into a room. Um, of a former Kratorian scholar as well. Um, I ended up getting shot down a flight of stairs. Uh, quite quite amusing at the end of the day, I think. But, well, I think, Diego, I know, what happened on your dig? I know that you were going through uh, the dig site on Vizier, and there was a number of different items that you ended up, um, you know, curating, leaving with, and I know it ended in not the best terms, but were you able to get any more information from that dig site? 
unfortunately, the the circumstances in which we had to depart were rather sudden and destructive. The seismic activity on the planet seemed much more unstable than we thought. And whatever creature we disturbed within necessitated our very quick uh, egress. So, um, unfortunately, much of what we uncovered was lost. Do you remember what, like, you know, what was, like, the major finds you can tell me, you know, just top of your head here? I know you found, like, a very interesting um, chamber. It seemed to be... Maybe one that was illithid, like ancient illithids? Well, it's entirely possible that it was a Nyagi nest, but we didn't have that much time to really examine it to be certain. Um, all right, let's try something new. So, so listen, um, while I was on Adilfos, um, I came across some very interesting information from a gnome scholar who was talking about, like, kind of like end-of-the-universe events, um, you know, potential reapings like cullings of people and things like that do you know of any like history any prophetic sort of stories from the Kratorian empire i could go through while i'm here um not that i'm aware um most of the specific Kratorian mythology is is kind of lost your your friend cyrus here would probably be able to give you more accurate information um having been someone that lived during that time the only reason I ask is because I think, uh, from what he was describing, um, unfortunately Cyrus was in the ring at the time of the extinction event of the Kratorian Empire, so hmm. he unfortunately didn't have a lot of information about that, but this uh, gnome scholar seemed to know a great deal about odd happenings. Um, you know, um, dignitaries acting strangely, doing strange, you know, out-of-character sort of rituals. Hmm. Are you suggesting that the cataclysm that wiped the Kratorian Empire out of existence was the result of some sort of conspiracy or political intrigue? Potentially. Granted, this seemed to be a very uh, cloistered scholar, and you know how sometimes some of our colleagues kind of get whenever they delve a little too deep into the forbidden knowledge. <laughs> yeah, he nods in, in a knowing way. Yes, yes, it happens all too often. But it seemed that he remained somewhat lucid till the end, which is why it piqued my interest, and I thought it worth at least looking into. Um, we will definitely keep a lookout for more information. Perhaps looking at things again with that lens may reveal things we might have missed previously. It's an interesting insight, regardless. Oh, um, yeah, if you could look into that while you're here, I have to leave in a couple of days, you, you know, on the next great adventure, I guess. Of course, of course. So if you get anything, send me a sending spell or send me another missive, and um, we can maybe get in contact. Certainly. Will your friend be leaving with you as well? He gestures to uh, Cyrus. That was the plan. Then um, if we can perhaps arrange a time to discuss any questions we might have regarding Cretorian Empire before you make your departure. Um, and Cyrus says, uh, yes, I think that can be arranged. Well, Cyrus, I think it looks like you have um, a great deal of uh, work ahead of you. It appears so. I'm just quite so popular here. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> we can make arrangements for my return either later today or tomorrow he looks to Diego and Diego says how about this evening that is most agreeable I shall return so um as we walk out I'm gonna probably like you know say a quick goodbye to Roddix and lead the others to like a kind of like more quiet secluded place still in the Seekers or do you leave I think maybe like still in the Seeker Hall sure you know it's not like anyone's like to Narco's knowledge is not purposely like glaring at us listening in of course but maybe just find like a, <laughs> a secluded <laughs> a semi-secluded place uh-huh 
Okay, well, that went about as well as I thought it would. Um, did you glean anything from that conversation? Looking at Hannah. Yeah, it seemed like he was a little bit cagey about the details regarding... What was his name's exit? Oh, Albion Silksong. Yes, that one. Um, yeah, he, he definitely wasn't giving the whole story. At least that was the vibe that I got. No, there's something more to that, and it feels strange. It's something, you know, I mean, Albion was not an old man just recently become chair, you know, winding down to his emeritus status. He was uh, around our age, if I'm not mistaken. So it's very odd to just suddenly retire and just go off. I don't know. You know, it's, it's something doesn't feel right there. Something feels a little off. Cyrus, do you have any take on that? Unfortunately, I lack quite a bit of context. Various social cues are not quite the same as they were back in my day, so getting a read on people is not uh, exactly my strong suit. Um, yeah, nor mine. <laughs> Kindred spirits. <laughs> all three of us are all sitting there just looking down. <laughs> oh, we're nerds. Hannah's, Hannah's the only one who's competent. Hannah's like normie passing for yeah. a nerd. <laughs> Two nerds and a, a normie passing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Hannah will say, all right, uh, well, then what's next on the agenda? Um, the Elven Embassy? Yeah, I don't think we're going to get anything here for now, at least not on everything that we know. So uh, let's go to the Elven Embassy and see if we can find this artifact that was stolen for Val's mother. Yeah, so you guys uh, make your way out of the Seeker's Enclave and uh, head kind of across the Guild's Ward. The Guild's Ward is like the, the peak of Nadir Anchorage, at least this top side. Um, so you kind of have to like curve your way kind of around the circumference of it just a little bit to head in the direction of the Elven Embassy. And as you're kind of walking with Cyrus, now reverting back to just the floating orb trailing behind you, you get about like halfway there and Hannah like suddenly falls behind a little bit. Like she kind of like has slowed her gait and seems distracted. Um, as I'm walking, not realizing at first, kind of like maybe talking to myself. And then I look back and go, Hannah. Um, and I look back. Uh, she goes, um, uh, ho hold on one second. Um, it, she looks like a little nervous and panicked and she um, seems to be kind of like holding her head a little bit. What, what's, what's happening? She looks up at you, and her eyes are kind of wide and panicked, and you see her tattoos start glowing, the black ink starting to glow white. She's like, no, 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 not now, not now. Marco, please, please. And she reaches forward and, like, kind of, like, grabs you, like, in a panic. What, 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 what? And you both vanish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Cyrus is floating there, looking at an empty alleyway. Well, that was unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what we'll pick up next time. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh, no, I got yoinked. <laughs> Breaking news. Increased sightings of a mysterious graffiti symbol have residents of Hell, Michigan nervous. While some may say this could be from local teen pranksters, others worry that the symbols could mean something more. 
Could there be a connection to the teen pop idol Ricky Q who disappeared in hell last year? More information after the break. Then she would also ask if you saw the latest. He thinks that some sort of like power is being drained. Oh God, it's even at Jesus Christ. You you still pass the couple places where you have seen these symbols. Uh, breaking in? She gives him like a sideways glance. To follow this story and more, check out Fables Around the Table, Greetings from Hell, wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you want to be a hero? Yeah, she's gonna sort of like uh, drop down out of the sky and try to kick him like, you know, square in the chest. Look, I don't know what you're fucking trying to do here, but I don't make deals with enemies who put grenades in a box like they're the $5 movie bin. Release Miss Terry, or you all will be the ones that are extinct. I don't know if I can have an honest conversation with Royale as a corgi. You're right, it's fucking not funny. I mean, literally no one would find this funny. Remix Use the dragon filter, that would make it funny. It's just like man standing emoji. Just T-posing in the corner. <laughs> Who is your contact? Benchmark. Who? Hey, I just need Buzz Nest for like one minute, and then you guys can go back to whatever you were doing. Check out season two of Cape Chronicles starting Wednesday, October 5th, every first and third Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. File folders contain important information. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah, of them. Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. climbed in a second-story window and partied in this house where we barely... Didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy fuck, Mike Mitchell! Why? Well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy, grab your tongue, grab your tongue, and I want you to say Our "born tongue. on a pirate ship." Born on a pirate ship. You were born on a pile of shit, and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We can make a board game about it. ProjectDerailed.com